0: Welcome to the Nerd Culture's Dead podcast. I'm your host and thoroughly a nerd, Zach. Today's topic is going to be collectability versus affordability in the nerd culture. So, Jen, can you go ahead and introduce yourself and why you're here?
1: Hi, I'm Jen. I'm from <laughs> Nerd Culture is Dead. I'm here because I live here and this is my channel too. Um, I collect shit. I know nerd shit. Go me.
0: Alright, awesome. And Bill is our guest this evening. Uh, Hi, I'm Bill.
2: I am a lifelong nerd and a lifelong collector. Uh, I have pretty much since uh, I've been a young kid till now been buying toys and continue to do so.
0: Um, Toys and all kinds of things. Weapons, cards, you name it. We buy it. I get it. Yeah. Lots of stuff. Alrighty. So collectively, that means we spend way too much money on shit we really don't need, which inherently isn't a problem the issue is then later on some things end up being worth more than others some things end up being a prospective buy that can retain value and some things just end up flopping and so collectability versus affordability the idea that initially we all may be able to be priced in and be able to buy something at a reasonable price think comic books back in the golden age the 70s 80s comics runs right before we started actually mass printing everything. Sure. We can all buy into these things at fucking 25 cents an issue. Now, these books are worth thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And now no one can buy them. (laughs) Except if you go online and read the PDF. Because they've all been scanned. It's fine. You can all read. But nowadays, companies have seen this and went ahead and decided that it's perfectly fine to, instead of charging a normal price for a comic book today, being like, Two to four dollars an issue, which is still insane. We no, now, I
1: thought comics went for like twenty bucks a piece, give or take.
0: That's if you buy like a large collection mm-hmm. or like the volumes or compendiums, where it's mm-hmm. lots of mass issues combined into a single book.
1: Gotcha.
2: I think where nerd culture comes into play here is, in my experience, comic book shops used to be the place in town, the one place in town. We, we had one that I remember, Mike's mm-hmm. Comic Art up in Queens, New York. Was the one place in town you can go to get back issues? Because at that point, I was buying comic books uh, on the newsstand. At the newsstand, on a, mm-hmm. a circular rack at the newsstand at the uh, corner store, Mike's Comic Cut. When I discovered it was a place to buy back, you can get back issues. Wow. Uh, so we'd go down there and we'd fill in the holes and fill in the gaps of things that we didn't have, of things that we wanted to read and turn on to different stuff. There really wasn't a whole big scene or genre around it as of yet. It was a place to get back issues. I've even ordered back issues out of the comics. You know, you subscribe to them, you can order. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. you can you get Batman? Blah, blah, blah. And I would, I would, I would, I would do that. I remember the first time I had seen a comic book convention and it kind of gave me the feeling that something was going on. Mm-hmm. But you know, a comic book convention, what's this? It was uh, at a Ramada Inn. It was a salon at a Ramada Inn in Queens. Uh, we happened to be staying there uh, because of uh, we had a, a household accident. We were staying for a couple nights in a hotel. And we come down through the lobby, and there's this little computer sign with a little dot on, dots on the side that you have to peel up. Ah. It says, Comic Book Convention. And it was like eight dealer tables, a guy showing Godzilla on a sixteen millimeter, you know, film. Like, you know, oh, this is awesome. And again, it was a place where I could get back issues. Mm. I remember specifically being able to get GI Joe number twenty six and twenty seven, the origin of Snake Eyes.
1: Mm.
2: You know, so I knew at that point something was starting to happen. Uh, But by then, a lot of the things that I had bought and played with were gone. So I was replacing it with this other thing
0: now. Oh, yeah. And we'll go ahead and start talking about a little more where this collectability versus affordability issue mm-hmm. comes in. So yeah. we'll go ahead and bring up a classic example here Magic the Gathering. Mm-hmm. Right. They went ahead and decided that because these people initially bought into Magic spending thousands and thousands of dollars on sealed product back when it was, you know, still at retail value, the cards had then be- begin to intrinsically hold value because there was money at stake with the game you could go into tournaments and win money so therefore the cards that were winning retained value better than cards that were not and they decided to come up with a system called the reserve list cards from 1993 until i think it was 1995 a specific list of cards these include you know black lotus the mox and the original dual lands cards that will never be printed again are added to this list. And now, 25 years later, some of these cards are worth ridiculous money. Where original dual lands, which just tap for a plains or a mountain, right? Or, or a island or a swamp, two land types run for thousands of dollars for near basic lands. Or in extreme cases, where an auction, a black lotus, about few years ago in 2019 sold for five hundred eleven thousand one hundred dollars
1: man i wish i had that uh, just ever
0: it's
2: such a to hear that number is, is wonderful in a collector's sense but to me it's like one of my unfortunately one of my bigger follies in in this in this realm i, I managed a comic book shop in 93 94 and did not buy magic the gathering from previews because you know we had lost so much money on milk pugs and, you know, Fleer Ultra X-Men and Skybox DC and things like that sold only well enough till, till the chase card sold out. And then that was it. Wizards of the Coast was bringing something different around. And I didn't understand it and refused to buy in. I was like, nope, we're going to have 20,000 boxes of that stuff just sitting around. Boy, $511,000. I wish I had bought a few boxes. You know, I wish I'd given it a shot.
1: Well, and some of it too, it's like, cause the average person isn't gonna have that. The average person at most will probably have maybe a hundred dollar card, if that. Like that, that's, that's cap. Like I personally won't buy a magic card for the most part in general, but like I refuse to spend more than twenty dollars on, on this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I, I, mm-hmm. I, I can't. It's, I, I can print this on a piece of paper in my computer. Like. Yeah,
0: versus me who sees the intrinsic value in this and is more on the collectability side. I don't mind spending $200 on a see, Magic card because I know it's going to stay at $200 for a while if see, not become more expensive.
1: And that's the difference. So for me, when I collect something, it's like my shot glasses, for instance. I collect shot glasses and it's... I'll use them, but it's it's a nice little collection and, hey, a shot glass is, what, 10 bucks at most? Like... It's a reasonably priced mm-hmm. thing to collect, and it's well, like, not—it's not gonna like overwhelm me, and it's not gonna bankrupt me. <laughs> I tell you
0: what, that Animal Kingdom shot glass I bought you for thirty dollars. Okay,
1: well, that's an well,
0: Animal Kingdom Disney. shot glass. Yeah, yeah that, that's oh, no, no, was... no,
1: no. I'm sorry. That is, that is a uh, toothpick holder. Yes,
0: yeah, sorry, toothpick <laughs> holder. I
1: asked for a shot glass at Disney, and they were like, "Oh, we don't have shot glass. We have toothpick holders." And was like. To shot glass, they were real upset when <laughs> I like insisted
0: on shot glass. I
1: don't have, know, I, I, like by I contract, you will have to say that. I have, that, a, I have a south of
2: the border, South Carolina's shot glass and salt and pepper shaker set with the big sombrero and the cactus and mm-hmm. cheesy as shit. But I think you say you would spend two hundred. You say you wouldn't spend more than twenty. When you say you'd spend two hundred, are you using that to enhance your deck, or are you buying it for intrinsic value alone?
0: Uh It ends up partially becoming a way of both. So, mm-hmm. for example, right. I'll go ahead and pull out a card here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oji OG Ty Master. This was a speculative buy. I bought it for $0.60 cents when I figured out that dragons were going to be reprinted with the Dungeons & Dragons set that was coming out. I had heard that, yeah. I knew Tiamat was going to be a card. I go, oh shit, people are going to want to build dragons. I'll buy this for $0.65 cents, back when nobody wanted to build dragons. And then now that's a $7 card. Okay. It spiked at $25. I could have sold it. I didn't because I wasn't hanging on to the market at the time. And I thought, you know what? I might build dragons. So inherently, yeah, I will buy cards because I want them to power up my decks or I need specific pieces because they all do different things. Or I'll buy it as a speculative buy to try and make money off of it because you can easily do so. Sure.
2: I find I do kind of the same things you both do. But for the most part, Whatever I'm buying, if I'm buying figures or cards or something, I will always think I'm not going to go above X amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. Generally, on an action figure, I try not to go above forty. On replicas, weapons, <laughs> things like this, try not to go above a couple hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there are times, and I and I just did it this weekend. I, I I'll drop I dropped eighty bucks on an action figure because. Uh, you know, reasons. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they come out with it in an archive series, in, 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 in a different series or on a different card. And then I go, well, but the more desirable one would be the, and if I bite the bullet now, what I also, what, what, what I try to keep in mind is I'm not going to try, I'm not going to spend more than what I feel I can get out of it if I absolutely mm-hmm. have to. Oh, mm-hmm.
1: I know like even back in like the 80s and 90s, a lot of people, the toys that were growing up, like the G.I. Joes and like all that shit just in the uh. box. They're like, man, if I didn't take that out and play with it, like, I would have thousands of dollars right now. I
2: consider myself a very regretful nerd (laughs) and collector because I grew up, I was born in 73. By the time 82 came around, you know, Star Wars was already roaring. Mm -hmm. Had a ton of that stuff. And then G.I. Joe, I remember walking around with the G.I. I I had a G.I. Joe 3, a little plastic pouch that held three figures. I had my Cobra Commander, Cobra Officer, Cobra Trooper in that thing. Walking around with it on my belt, you know, wondering why the girls weren't paying attention. (laughs) But... I mean, the, the amount of Star Wars, G.I. Joe, mask, large size Star Wars, playsets, sets, vehicles that have passed through mine or my brother's hands or friends' mm-hmm. hands and family's hands over the years, I wish I still had it. Mm-hmm. But I consider myself a regretful collector. Mm-hmm. I wish I still had it all. I had one. And then at the time that I could have been buying them at reasonable prices, I was out buying the new stuff. Mm-hmm. Kenner had Hasbro. Kenner had started putting out Star Wars figures again in '95. I got so excited about that. And I'm running around Long Island, every toy show, train show, toy shop, comic shop I can mm-hmm. find to gather them all up, completely passing up the vintage stuff that was still reasonably priced.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, hmm, forget it. I get it. I can't even touch them.
0: I kind of feel the same way about my old Pokemon card collection. Oh,
2: man, Pokemon cards too. My gosh. By, thing my I cousins
0: were old enough to be there when mm-hmm. Wizards of the Coast did the original printing of Pokemon, mm-hmm. and they had several boxes of it where they just opened it. Played with it. What is something
2: like that worth today? Let's say, like, the original first run, first year Wizards of the Coast kind of Pokemon stuff. My right. sons have f- uh, binders of this stuff given to them by a cousin. They've never played the card game in their life, but they've got stacks of it.
0: Oh, and I remember having it and fucking tying it to the back of my bicycle to make it sound like a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, the most uh, expensive yeah, yeah, yeah. one being a fucking holographic Charizard. Charizard. Yeah. Highest sold at auction, $220,574. These numbers.
2: Now, is that due to, and the reason I asked the question, would you say that that number is due to rarity of print run? or people holding on to them because they have them and they don't want to let them out there, so that makes the desirability go up? Certainly both. Okay. Because I found, like, in the comic business, <clears throat> uh, in, the, in, the, in the mid to late 90s, the print runs was so uh, so exaggerated.
0: It created artificial inflation. It did.
2: Like, for example, say Spawn number 1. Image Comics, Todd McFarlane, everybody loves Spawn. Spawn number one. By the time issue thirty was coming out on the newsstands, price guides were pricing issue one at about twenty dollars. So you get every kid in town who's had his Spawn number one for a year and wants a couple of bucks for the summer, you know, and he goes, "Hey, you want to buy this from me?" And I'm going, "I'll give you a dollar." I got a long box full of them. I wouldn't say I couldn't understand how something like that was worth twenty. So when the print runs and these exaggerated prices got out of hand, the bottom dropped out of paper collectibles. Baseball cards, football cards,
0: comic books. It, it there's a reason why baseball cards, everything pre eighties is valuable. Yeah. The well, rarity.
1: It, well, correct me if I'm wrong. Baseball cards are based on actual players who have since died well, to an extent. That, would that not also, make it more valuable?
0: Some, yeah. I would some say. yeah. Like
1: I assume Babe Ruth probably has a card, like I'd assume that would make it more valuable now.
0: Probably. I mean he, he's it a just famous depends. dude. It's also they do the cards by season as well. Mm. So you could have a baseball player, right, which are intrinsically the most valuable of the sports cards. But with but baseball, it's by season. So the big player who is influential in the game, their best season is normally their most valuable tops card. Mm.
2: I'm kind of glad in in a, in a respect that the bottom dropped out. I am. Uh, I, I was very glad because it was just, you know, at being a store manager for a comic book shop and ordering things on a weekly basis, you see the amount of folder all that comes through. Mm-hmm. And especially when people come in with it the next week and go, well, this is worth 20. You just bought it. You know, you just, it's not worth 20 because Overstreet said so, because somebody at some mm-hmm. show in the Midwest decided to give you 20 for
0: it. I mean, it just, it's worth what people will pay for it. Right. And if you're not willing to pay 20 bucks for it, well, then right. it's not worth 20 bucks. Well, and
1: how many people are really going to spend, well, like, what's a fucking Black Lotus worth? Like, how many people are actually going to buy that?
0: Well, it it just depends, right? This is an extremely high case in an auction. Well, correct is... me if
1: I'm wrong, it's a banned card. You can't even fucking play with it. Seriously?
0: <laughs> One format you can play it in. Yes. Oh, I, I wasn't aware of that. I yeah. thought it was because my son talks about it. He's, and a, it's, he's a Magic a It's, the it's not
1: even anymore. a card you can fucking legally play with.
0: Yeah, nice. commander. It's like ma- if
1: you play with your friends or whatever, sure. But like if you're gonna go take it to like a like a proper like Magic the Gathering situation, like you, right. you can't. It's illegal.
2: I think. I think also the longer you stay in something, yeah. the more exposed you get to it. Like if, mm-hmm. if you've been with Magic the Gathering since '93 and you've got a box here and you've got a box there and mm-hmm. someone hands you a thing of that, there. it's easier to get into Mm -hmm. a Black Lotus or something like that than if you're going to Walmart buying a Commander deck and saying, ooh, I'd like to have that Black Lotus. Yeah, Yeah, you're
0: sure sure. as fuck not going to
2: I'd like to have a Ferrari. (laughs) No, not going to happen.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, that's a pretty interesting take, um, the idea that the bottom dropping out on, say, for example, comics, I kind of like that idea because it means that, for example, you talked about spa number one, right? Mm -hmm. I remember going to a fucking antique shop in Titusville fucking forever ago and they have a couple of booths where it's just runs of old comics and i would always see spawn fantastic four from the 80s i'd see some early x-men nothing crazy but it was all like 25 cents an issue go take your pick
2: yeah yeah speculation and overprint runs i think i think what happened in the 80s honestly is that people started thinking that they were going to send their kids to college by buying comic books so here's the mentality is that you're going to the comic book store now and you're buying brand new issues off the shelf and you're putting them in a bag and a board and you're putting them away in a box and you're going to seal them up with tape so they're hermetically perfect.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, how many other millions of people are doing that?
0: Yeah, time. It's not, was it's, at that not time. it's not,
2: they're not worth the paper they're printed on anymore, except where you said earlier, uh, briefly, 80s and, and back. You know, 35 cent cover price, 25 cent cover price, 15 cent cover price, 12 cent cover price. Now you got something because there's a value out of rarity. Mm-hmm. There aren't that many of them. Whereas spawn number one, I mean come on, it was printed on magazine paper. I could track them all down if I wanted to, because you all put them in bags and boards the next day and you kept them, you saved them because you wanna you wanna get rich on comic books.
0: Yeah, everyone to, tried yeah. to speculative buy when people who were oh, doing yeah. it by accident because they actually were passionate about the hobby. Yeah.
2: I got into it. I, I definitely got into it for that for that reason too. I mean I, I mean, no matter what it was. Uh, a comic book, a card set, uh, a chase card, uh, oh, oh, a book, whatever, have you. Oh, it's gonna be worth. Oh, it's worth. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. you know?
2: And I, and I've done this, and I've done the reverse speculation. I've gouged, to be perfectly honest. I remember having the shop when O.J. Simpson was driving down the freeway in the White Bronco and I pulled every O.J. Simpson card out of the case. It was $10, and I got $100 from it. Today, they're not worth the paper they're printed on, so I feel like I got rid of my garbage. <laughs> good. <laughs> You know, really? I feel like I got rid of my garbage. Like, hey, everybody, just today, $100, mm-hmm. $100, anybody, anybody? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't give them away today. Nobody wants that. Mm-hmm. So I, think. Oh, I love that. Mm. There's a way to get rid of
0: stuff. So this is a topic that I kind of was curious about, right? So we know that intrinsically, a lot of this stuff holds value due to either rarity what people are actually just desired to, maybe it's based off topic, so, like, baseball's old as fuck, so people like older baseball cards. Um, misprints. Mm. So things like, um, one of the most infamous cases of this is a reverse North Carolina stamp. <laughs> right. They're, like, $2 million stamp set that is just six planes that are reversed rather than yeah, actually so being... Yeah, like a biplanes, if I remember right, like White yeah. Brothers-looking thing, yeah.
1: Oh, well, you got a thing in here. Yeah, it's
0: in my mono-white
1: find section. where the fuck it is. I always
2: liked those. This, be- this,
1: this thing here right here. I I could have done that with a crayon. Like, <laughs> that. that's a legit card.
0: This is a legit card. That's a
1: legit fucking yeah, magic the, card. The back
0: is 100% legit. It came out of a box, but that's the end of a sheet. You're not supposed to get those.
2: Oh, okay, yeah, when they take the uncut sheet. Uh-huh. Right, right, right. It had one uncut sheet go. of cards yeah, back see? in the day. So it's
1: a magic card. Yeah. And that that's all it fucking said. It just It's black and it says Discard printed in white. That, so that's what is, it. So what
0: is something like that self for? I like have out no of idea. Curiosity? Uh, they were a little rarer when the... Uh, this is a mistake out of Commander Legends. Mm-hmm. And so, now it's like 45 bucks.
2: Okay. I like the it mistakes. It was like 200 bucks. I like the mistakes because they're legitimately rare. They're one in a million a lot of times. You get a, mm-hmm. a, an action figure on a blister card that's upside down. Or yeah. You, have, you know? Oh, fuck,
1: what are these? What are these? Oh, I know you have
0: them. She's flipping through my magic collection. These,
1: these fucking things. Well, those are intentional. <laughs> like, what, what, those what
2: are fight test that? cards. <laughs> and this is, let's see what this is. What do we got here? Do over. Restart the turn, this is a, a
0: test card, not for constructed. How do you get a test card?
1: I I have no idea. They like, why, what do they even put them in there for?
0: Oh, those were for convention edition boosters for the mystery booster set for Magic. Oh, you could draft and play with these cards that were never meant for constructed play.
2: They lo- almost
0: look like that. This do-over <laughs> art is printed over.
1: Yeah, it's something exactly
2: else what it there's was. The, the, Yeah, there's a there's a border of something different mm-hmm. underneath that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, that's I I genuinely like the mistakes. Uh, try to look for them. Try to find them. Unpunched cards are always good to find. If you could find an unpunched card like a with the little peg slot that hangs yeah. on the peg. If that's not punched, that's always good to find. Wrong figure on the wrong card, upside down, missing weapons, that kind of stuff. Mistakes, one in a million. Legitimately
0: mm-hmm. worth it. Yeah, one of them that I think is honestly funny is normally with a comic book, any kind of markings to the front cover or mm-hmm. anything inside the book is going to lower the PSA grading. Mm-hmm. Some kid put a red rocket sticker on a Action Comics number 1 Superman. Oh no. It raised the value. Uh, h- h- how? It was just known as the red rocket the copy red rocket and because copy. it got famous on the internet for it, it managed to hold higher value. And so it's the number 3 highest value Action Comics number 1 ever sold at auction.
1: I got a weird one. <laughs> There's so- a picture of
0: Henry Cavill holding it dressed as Superman at the auction oh, holding. Henry, Henry Cavill, Cavill. is it, he's just a remarkable fellow, isn't he?
1: I got a weird one. So, Disney, whether they do it intentionally or not, they sometimes penises will just work their way into the artwork. So, like,
2: <laughs> actually, on the cover in, of the Little Mermaid, and the believe. Little Mermaid, yeah, this is this is the one thing. of the
1: fucking bits in the castle. It's it's a dick. It's yeah. straight up a dick. And like those cassettes are worth not more than an the agenda. Yeah. Like those are legit things.
0: <sighs> I gotta I gotta look this up now. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm gonna look up Disney no. penis. And this is uh, something like everything.
2: this is actually something I heard about back mm-hmm. when Little Mermaid was still available on VHS in the clamshell case, and they took that copy mm-hmm. off because people yep. were like, oh my god, there's a dick in the
0: castle.
1: Well, and like, so you know the in Lion Lion King,
0: shit, they're not kidding. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, like, look at this. Yeah,
1: and in Lion King, there's uh, the stars, something when the, the two lions are like definitely fucking, and then <laughs> then there's the the thing in the background, it's the stars, and it. It looks like it says sex. It says SFX. It was supposed to be a shout out to special effects. Yeah. But they're like, oh, look, sex.
2: <laughs> yeah. And there's just, just, just fun stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and Disney said, like it says, Disney says they're not pushing agenda for years. They've been putting dicks in things.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. What, are people, like, what are
0: these people trying to tell us?
1: There's a dick in there.
0: That, that, that was a dick. Yeah. That is straight up a golden dildo uh-huh. on the cover <laughs> of my little mama. Yeah. <laughs>
1: You're welcome. You can't unsee it. <laughs>
0: Now that it's there,
1: and that's there that's collectible. People will pay money yeah. for that shit.
2: I think the uh, Jesus the,
0: Christ, there's yeah. so many. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Or like Tangled, apparently has uh, on the cover sex with a uh, tangled's hair around the guy or whatever. If I remember, I never noticed that. Yeah. If Bondage I remember correctly, picking. a buddy of mine in the mm-hmm. '80s who had the
2: wild technology of frame by frame VHS player. Mm-hmm. Fun. Damn. Put in uh, a copy of Who Framed Roger Rabbit? And when Baby Herman walks underneath the woman's dress in the one scene, and she goes, ah, and jumps mm-hmm. up like that. If you play it frame by frame, Baby Herman puts his finger up. And goes like, bing. And she goes, ah, ha, Like, you know, if you blink, you miss it. Uh-huh. I've seen Bugs Bunny slow down to where there's one Bugs Bunny cartoon. He's coming out of the bath. He's coming out of the shower. He's doing the towel thing. And he goes, he rubs like this. And for one frame, this wang goes, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you know, flips out, pulls back. You're like, you know, if you're watching the regular uh-huh. cartoon, you'd miss it. Slow it down. Bugs Bunny's a bit of a pervert.
1: Yeah,
0: man, I got off topic a bit. <laughs> it, was, it,
1: was, it was worth it. You're fine. Disney
0: dicks. Disney. Dicks. <laughs> yep, I told
1: you it was a weird one. <laughs>
0: I, don't know, I, I guess those would be more collectible because mm-hmm. penis. Everyone well, and that's sells. the thing is
1: once you once Disney's like, uh oh, and they'll go and try to remove it. That's what makes people want it more because they can't get them anymore.
0: Exactly. Yeah, they'll run to the store and grab the VHS's before they're pulled off the Mm -hmm. shelf for product recall. Do you have the Little Mermaid with the penis?
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, aisle 12. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Disney. And they're not pushing an agenda. God forbid. When they're not pushing an agenda, they're pushing penis. Uh, Well, you know, one way or another. Push something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Disney's another one of those things. Just big amounts of collectibles, collectibilities for years. I mean, I, I. when I was a kid, Disney stuff was... I mean, one of the first toys I had when I was a kid was the Seven Dwarf Pack. Mm-hmm. Squeezable little Seven Dwarfs. I remember that being on my, my windowsill in the 70s. They've always been mass marketing their
0: stuff.
1: I know a lot able. of people collect like the, the Mickey Mouses and stuff, too, over the years. like they, I think they have a new Ooh. one every year. Kind I, I of got thing a too. story about that. Okay. <laughs> so,
0: he, my dad... Had inherited from his grandmother a Fantasia Mickey like twenty inch glass oh, statue okay. of Mickey. Yeah, and I was packing up for Christmas, you know, putting everything in the boxes, and I'm taking this tote and you I'm putting it. it up on the top rack. I and feel like you broke it. The box falls out of my hands, yeah. hits me in the face. I come down, falling to the floor, get knocked out. Uh Mickey snapped at the neck. I. My dad is curious and he goes down to the uh, like Disney store and or formerly Disney Springs where they have all that like high dollar Disney store yeah. merch. that thing was apparently worth like 11 grand seriously my uncle Phil it, it was real old like that was original yeah. run Mickey
2: my uncle Phil used to collect Mickey Mouse stuff in the 80s he had the the uh, the very iconic like the Mickey Mouse telephone mm-hmm. he had the Mickey Mouse Wall size, watch, watch, the Mickey Mouse watch. He had all of the first run, very first run VHS tapes. that all had the gold covers and the clamshell. Mm-hmm. The clamshell case, with the gold covers. that was like Mickey, Minnie, Donald, mm-hmm. Goofy, Pluto. Mm-hmm. Two of all of them. Because, you know, at the time, VHS tapes were about $90. Mm-hmm. But he bought two of them, of each. So he could play one for us and the grandkids. And then he could, you know, put one away. And he had, he had tons of this stuff. He had a little crystal, Swarovski crystal. Mickey Mouses, Minnie Mouses, Pluto's. And, oh, the amount of money.
1: I know my mom used to collect the uh, little cherished teddy bears. I don't or know the weird those... folks
0: who collect beanie babies. <clears throat> oh, oh, come on. Oh, there was, man. There was a, I don't
1: know if it was like a Dr. Phil or something. There was one of the, like, court divorce situations. <laughs> <laughs> and they're they're having to split up the fucking beanie babies. Come on. In beanie court. babies.
2: Beanie babies, beanie I mean, they're
1: worth so much money on some of
2: them though it's ridiculous i mean, like, still though i mean I I, I I can remember that one uh 97 there was one for princess diana it was a white bear with a little, little white rose mm-hmm. on it and that thing was like you're paying how much mm-hmm. people are paying a couple of hundred dollars for the little stuffed bear and it's not even stuffed <laughs> all the way through and yeah. i'm going like are, are we thinking here mm-hmm. like what is this you know i almost looked the same way at Funko Pops sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, like Funko Pops, like, oh, here's this thing that everyone's buying and just kind of dusting and it's going to go nowhere. Where are Beanie Babies?
1: I have so many Funko Pops because people just assume I collect Funko Pops. I never once even really cared for them, but they're like, oh, here you go. Here you go. You have so many Funko Pops. Here you go. I was like, oh, yay. Yeah. Thanks.
2: You like that thing? I found a Funko
0: of it for you. <laughs> oh, you're, you're, you're <laughs> gonna, you're gonna, we're going to go back to Beanie Babies for a second. Oh, you're going to shit bricks at this. Oh, yeah, I you told go. you. Probably. There is a set called Large Wallace and His Squad.
1: Then that's the okay.
0: name of a beanie baby set? Yes. Okay. Large Wallace and his square. Is it like sure a flexionable Disney? And like it's a, steel? a set of five bears. Okay. And they're all bears. Three are green, one's incredibly large, and then there's a white bear and a brown bear. Okay. Six hundred grand. Oh. I'm six uh, okay Okay. Oh. Okay. Or the Princess the Bear, the one you were talking about. <laughs> right, yeah, Princess. Five hundred grand.
1: Oh my god.
0: Hundred
2: grand? But how many people have actually let's th- let's think about this. Let's I'm going to ask the question. Mm-hmm. They say it's worth 500,000. Has anybody actually paid 500,000? That? And that's honestly? the same
1: thing. I would like the black lotus like who, who the fuck now, has that money? Like, I mean unless can, you're like interestingly you know fucking rich or Interestingly enough,
2: there are people who pay this kind of money uh-huh. though because I I did an interview with uh, uh, my company last weekend and the gentleman I spoke with told me he sold a few boxes of unopened boosters from 93 for like 190
0: grand. Oh, so there are God. people who will do it. Oh, yeah. Or Bubbles. Or Fish Beanie Baby. $129,000. Good God. I, just a little angelfish.
1: I dressed up my dog. Just Her, an angel her fish? very first Halloween costume, I just made the little Beanie Baby, the, the T-Y mm-hmm. tag, and I put that on her collar.
2: That's fun. That's it was good. adorable.
1: I only had She's one. She's not going to sell for that much money. I, did, but- have
2: one, I <laughs> did have one Beanie Baby. It was called a Bambino. And he had pinstripes on him and Derek Jeter's number with the Yankees thing on him. And I was like, Oh alright,
0: I put him on my windowsill.
1: I had I think I had like a, a cat. Right. And maybe like a bear.
0: A of just beanie babies? Yeah. My my mom was nuts with giving me beanie babies. I had like a tiger, I had like a little mammoth. I had a bunch of shit.
2: I gotta look, I think those are the little stuffed animals that they still sell at the 7 Eleven right up the street from me. I think yeah, that, that little kiosk there Now that you mentioned the T.Y. tag, you got to go back and look. I keep
0: passing by. Actually, I bought a Darth Vader
2: figure from that little I know I still Mm -hmm. see
0: them in, like, Barnes & Nobles and stuff. Oh,
2: yeah? Mm
0: -hmm. Like a little kid section. I'll be walking by to look at like, all the D&D books, I and mean, it's, like, two miles across, and I'll see the Beanie Babies.
2: I wonder if there's a community for Beanie Babies well, and, like... And pedophiles, here. <laughs> and pedophiles. And pedophiles. And, and, and probably, like, scattered if, in with the bronies.
1: If it exists, there's porn of it. Like, it's a thing.
2: <laughs> yeah. There, unfortunately, there is. I, I really came apart when I heard of dino porn, and I was listening to this on the radio, and, like, a fool Googled it, and so some things you can't unsee.
1: So, I mistakenly joined a, a group on Facebook.
0: Oh, no. You did not do that.
1: I on it, I have to look it up, but it's it's like dinosaurs gone wild or some shit. It, oh no! <laughs> to be fair, it was to be fair. It was oh no. my own mistake. Dinosaurs gone wild is what it's called. This is the fucking cover photo.
0: It's fucking hilarious. Like, <laughs> come on, man! I was Go- like,
1: what have I, what have I gotten myself into?
2: Yeah, you know, like sometimes you hear things and you just gotta see for yourself. And I made that mistake like the first time I heard that expression "dino porn." I went, "No." Some of
1: it's funny, but then it's just I was like, "What? What happened?"
2: Come on, man. This was innocent. This is not what ago. I was yeah, expecting this was, this was when a nice I did this. Thinking about dinosaurs a moment ago, and now it's <laughs> and, and now, now they've got now titties. this is happening. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about stuff. But how can you get into that?
1: I mean, like what's what's what's? Well, it's the the concept of like you've a never furry. felt the touch
2: of a woman. That's what it is. <laughs> I I, well, I certainly haven't felt the touch of a Velociraptor. Well, Maybe there's something to it. You're oh, missing you
0: know out. now you're getting curious. <laughs> I know now you're falling <laughs> down the rabbit hole. Moment. There
2: is there is a Velociraptor statue down in Sanford. I might cozy up to after a few bourbons. Well, like
1: I said, there's there's furries, and then I think they're called. Scalies or something like that? It. That's the you first know,
2: time I've ever heard that expression. Do you know
1: what a furry is? Yes. Yeah, so it's that, but instead of, you know, fuzzy animals, it's like reptiles and shit. Uh, yeah, I, they I they could be wrong on the expression, shit, it's but yeah. Tight,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, so that's, I don't, I don't, that's I where I, I would you know, assume the, the, the dinosaurs would be. Not to sound
2: animals. like an old fuddy duddy, but what the hell ever happened to gone on Top? Get it over with, quick shit. <laughs> like, you know, come on, furries, scalies, fuzzies, dizzies, wackies, what the fuck? Disney, yeah. Disney? My god. But you know, like you said, if you could think of it, there's it's something of it. I, mean, of it. it, it like, I don't know. It's exists. the same reason
0: why I've got like that fucking poster of Wonder Woman, man. <clears throat>
2: this is why the aliens won't land here. <laughs> yeah, Because they're afraid like if we land here, like hang we're on. Gonna some, we're gonna get fucked. fucked. That's what We've been is. monitoring <laughs> the transmissions. Now they're either gonna they're either gonna put us in prison, dissect us, or fuck us. Likely fuck us. <laughs> and we ain't ready for this. It's
1: probably all three.
2: <laughs> yeah, look what they do to each other. That guy's dressed as a horse. That guy's dressed as a horse and the woman behind him's got a whip. Weird. We're not doing this.
0: All right, let's go ahead. And get yeah. back <laughs> <up>. <laughs>
1: well, since since you went to the Wonder Woman, how can we, let's talk about artwork.
0: Oh sure. All right, I actually prepared a little piece for this. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in 2005 purchased a movie poster in auction for six hundred and ninety thousand dollars for the movie Metropolis. Was
1: he in that movie? No, It wasn't even in the movie. It's like
0: a 20s German movie. Oh, it's okay, a, it's a it's a
2: it's a it's a classic film. It's got some. Some of the beginnings of the special effects and mm-hmm. sci-fi
0: and all that. And it's a, it's a the um, old mummy movie where it was like in the prime of monster movies, mm-hmm. like after Frankenstein, Nosferatu. That was like the second highest, but it was signed by the director. Before for, autographs really. Before that, play. for
2: that, for that month, that's what he paid that much money for For autographed also.
0: Well, it wasn't autographed for the Metropolis poster. Oh, okay, okay, I'm just saying the one that was. The second highest was The Mummy. Oh, okay. Not like Understood. the fucking Brendan Fraser one, but like the 20s Mummy. Yeah. But still fucking ridiculous. Imagine adjusting that for inflation today. like, uh, that's, like that's over a mil. I, I
2: I would say so. It'd have to be. But also, again, due to rarity. That film came out in 1927. How many of those original posters from that movie survived? Well, probably
0: only that one. <laughs> Maybe only
2: that one. Especially 1927. Think about... Uh, during the late 30s and the early 40s in this country, paper drives, co- copper drives to support war efforts. Baseball cards, comic books, pennies, all these Fuck, things. That thing survived
0: spot. the Second World War yeah. in
2: Germany. In Germany. Nothing, hardly anything survived the Second World War in Germany, for mm-hmm. fuck's sake. You know, maybe, what, 30, 35 people? You know, <laughs> bad scene, bad scene, man, you know. Uh, but something like that I could see. For rarity, especially being iconic. You know, one of the first sci-fi films. Mm-hmm. That's an original poster. I get that. Yeah. I get that. I get that. And that's not for collectors like us. That's for people like Leo, who've got some money.
1: Yeah, it's to... for famous people who have millions and millions of dollars, as opposed to yeah. me, who's got twenty-five bucks.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't want to buy a well, magic sure. card that's above twenty. I don't can't
0: buy a figure above forty. You know, like six hundred
2: grand for a poster. Buy two, this small
0: Well, and I'm sure that Leonardo DiCaprio actually happens to enjoy that movie it's not just for intrinsic value
2: i'm sure i would i would think he so. probably holds
0: a personal attachment to that movie
2: i would think so he's in the industry yeah you know it's got to be mm-hmm. probably both you're spending that much money you know it's sort of an investment Yeah. Uh, but you must also have a deep appreciation mm-hmm. i think that being said i think a lot of the things some of the things that i have bought over the over the years especially recently and i guess a lot over the years really aren't intrinsically value, uh, valuable to anybody but me.
0: Yeah, the things that you deeply desire.
2: Yeah, I, I buy Darth Vader figures. Uh, wherever I can find them, I buy them at 7-Eleven. You know, if they've got this stupid little Darth Vader, doesn't do anything, you know, just maybe raises his hand, I'll, I'll buy that and put that on the stack, you know yeah you know i buy silly things like that i'm in a dollar store and i see like a thing like that.
0: i'll buy it yeah it's like just... the people who collected godzilla statues yeah right? exactly yeah, there's fucking six million different gods oh my statues. god oh
2: yeah yeah but oh, you go, go to here. a
0: con and a guy's yeah. got a table fucking full of them got gotcha, you, og and they OG, can be 20, gotcha, 20 bucks to yeah. six thousand dollars a statue
2: mm-hmm. oh the sky's always the limit isn't it <laughs> oh yeah yeah and you just gotta find where your value is where you're at uh, i find with a lot of these things that we like Comics, movies, toys, sci-fi, Magic
0: the Gathering, whatever Damn. have you. We'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and bring <coughs> it right to this little thing. Yeah. Okay. So, that was a Hobby Lobby, right? Well, uh-huh. it's, it, it, it,
1: we are in audio form, if you could tell. I, w- I was
0: going to get to that, right? <laughs> you would believe it or not. It is a cookie jar that is shaped like the one-up mushroom from Mario, right? So, red top mushroom. Originally listed at $50. I said $50 fuck no, I'm not paying $50 for a cookie jar. Oh, it's on clearance for 50% off? Shit, I'll buy a cookie jar for $25. (laughs) That hit my limit. There you go.
2: Isn't it amazing how something that is completely worthless to you, suddenly it's on clearance, it's like, oh, I'll take one. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, if it was a green one and a little smaller, I would have bought it too. Uh, uh, Professor John Tenuto, uh, I forget where he teaches, but he appeared on the Netflix show, The Toys That Made Us. And what I was saying uh, before you mentioned the mushroom, a lot of the things that we like... We can't go out and really go do like if you're a sports fan. You talk about baseball cards. If you're a sports fan, you can go to the game. You can go to the game. You can go see the player. You can go out and reach, and touch, and have that experience, you know. But if you're into magic or fantasy or Dungeons oh, yeah. and Dragons, and Star mm-hmm. Wars, action, well, whatever, we don't have that ability as a group in yeah. nerd culture I, I in can't general can't. to go out and do that thing. Yeah, I can't, I can't go, go, go ride pet Panther. A dragon. No, can't ride Panther. Wish I could.
1: Can't pet a dragon.
2: Yeah. Well. You can go LARPing, but you still can't pet a dragon.
1: I can, I can pet a fake dragon, but that's yeah, not the same. Pet a slime—that's
2: good enough. <laughs> I can
1: go get a chicken. That's the closest we got, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Exactly. I mean, uh, the, the basilisk.
1: basilisk yes, the basilisk.
2: <laughs> so, like, these things become then intrinsically valuable to show that affinity, that affiliation. That we're reaching. That we're re- exactly. I can go and watch a Star Wars <laughs> movie being filmed. But really, what am I seeing? I'm seeing Harrison Ford sitting in a seat waiting for his call.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: half the falcon there. It's not the whole thing. You know, it's hot out.
1: Mm-hmm. The craft
2: table is over there. This
0: isn't what I, you know. Yeah, the glue's just, melting Everything. The
2: glue is totally melting. Like, you know, when Harrison is doing his thing for 17 seconds, you're like, and it's over. Yeah,
1: you're like, I've done cosplay before. I know how quickly everything falls apart.
2: Exactly. I'm looking into a hand Solo cosplay for yeah. myself for October. Yeah, yeah they're good. I
0: figure I could fun. pull off
2: Scoundrel. So, hmm.
0: There we go. Yeah. All Well, do we have any other notes we want to bring up or anything else we would like to talk about for this
1: Um, topic? Do you want to talk about, like, like game consoles or Warhammer? The other only two I got.
0: Fucking Warhammer, (laughs) my God.
2: I do not have a reference for Warhammer. Game consoles I have a personal history with, as well as an expanded history. I, I, I am so old, I had a Coleco combat machine. And, and, and if you've ever seen one, for those listening at home, it was a, a big green box, an olive drab that had two joysticks on the right, two joysticks on the left with a fire button, three black and white mazes, and you steered the tanks at each other. You know, and then into Atari 2600 and television, Coleco, ColecoVision. And then I kind of dropped off the face of the earth until like, you know, Super Nintendo, uh, not Super Nintendo, regular Nintendo, excuse me, the original NES. I had mm. one of those in high school. Today at my house, because my, my, my children are incredibly spoiled, we have a few switches and we have a PlayStation 2, 3, 4. We have Xbox, Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. Xbox. I mean, we have a whole back room of the house that's full of consoles. And I, I love going back and playing the original Genesis. I love go, we have one of those. I love going back and playing that. And then the N sixty four.
1: Oh, I uh, love the N sixty four. My coworker collects video game consoles, so like i mm-hmm. will constantly go out and you know see a old refurbished GameCube or N sixty four or whatever, and he's like, "Yep."
2: <laughs> I, I would love to have an old. Uh, I, I imagine refurbished. I, I would. Something that's that. like you know technologically sound, reasonably mm-hmm. today. I'd love to have an old Atari, just because that. Reaches to me mm-hmm. to where I you know, uh, you know, we used to just chase the dot <laughs> mm-hmm. Now I look at the video games that are out there now the things my kids play the things I try to play with them They look like movies that Assassin's Creed makes me dizzy When he's all the way up on the top of a bell tower in a cathedral and he's looking down over the town and He does this swirl. And I'm going I'm getting dizzy cuz like whoa that's high up. Like, you know? what happened
1: to Pac-Man? <laughs>
2: yeah, what happened to Pac-Man? You know, like, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. I, I love, I, oh, man, I want, I would love to have a Miss Pac-Man table,
1: mm-hmm. like
2: they had in the pizza place when I was a kid, the tabletop, you know. My Friday night was four quarters on one side, a pack of Marlboros on the other, and just Have you been to, to uh,
1: Arcade up. Monsters?
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoy that place. I, I, I love the nostalgia of it all, and that's what keeps me going with all of
1: this, mm-hmm.
2: you know. The recent purchase of the Superman, uh, the, the, Super, the Super Powers Batman and Robin set, the Batmobile, the Star Wars stuff, Power Rangers. Uh, we just brought a couple of new Gundam robots home yesterday.
0: Uh, you know. Oh, you just reignited a spark in me. Fucking Power <laughs> Rangers. I, oh. re- I, re- I was big into Power Rangers when I was a child when, you know, like Dino Thunder, yep. Mystic Force, all of yep. the, like, mid two thousand series.
2: That was, I, That was uh, for me, that was when I was into the speculative part of my collecting In the 90s, and I had flipped through the stations on one of the stations here locally and saw Power Rangers for the first time and thought I was looking at a live-action Voltron. Mm -hmm. You know, pink, yellow, blue, black. It seemed to make sense to me. And I was like, this isn't Voltron. This is kind of like Godzilla. It's a guy in a rubber suit stomping on a model of the town. Okay, well, whatever. But then they started talking about these toys that you couldn't get your hands on. So that speculative side of me starts running around looking for Power Rangers all over the place. And I wound up with a few sets of the barrel-chested, automorphin' Power Rangers. Again, regretful collector. Wish I still had these things. Don't know where they went to. Uh, today, <coughs> I have an unbroken collection of the, uh, the Hasbro Lightning Collection. Power Rangers. Unbroken. Every figure, every role-play piece, every helmet, morpher, you name it. It's all there. It t- contains, right now, three bookcases and almost a wall of a room. Uh, and it's still expanding. We just got Wave 11 the other day.
1: See, I, wanted, I, wanted, I want to have that with board games. I want my collection to be much bigger.
0: I I, I love this. I, I love want it more. Say. You're, you're collecting more. quality games, though. I love what you got. I mean, yeah. You're just not collecting every fucking board game that exists. You're grabbing all the good ones. Well, do you have, yeah, have Super Fight? I
1: don't know. Oh, but Superfi. there's a lot of really good games out there, and I I I would, I want to build my collection. Like, when we go to Dice Tower and you see all the games, that's that's what I want.
0: Yeah, and it's a fucking whole panel wall full oh, of board games. No, no, no,
1: honey, it's it's a room.
0: <laughs> Why
2: not? I I think these things are not only intrinsically valuable to you,
1: but they're fun.
2: But they are fun. You can, you
1: can, I like things you can get use out of too. Like yes. collecting something that you can purpose ah. and function. I think is ah. fun.
2: Everything I buy comes out of the box. Yeah, I everything when you look at the power ranger wall like i said previous it's not a wall full of beautiful boxes mm-hmm. all in a row of no no no, no. I man i take everything out of the box and divide it all up by color here's the blues the greens the reds the whites mm-hmm. the silvers He's, you know <laughs> you know and, and they're all posed here's the in space guys up against the in space cog and about the thing and lord zed with the they come out of the box if i'm paying anything for mm-hmm. it, $20 $40 $10 i want to know what i got i'm taking it mm-hmm. out of the box i'm going to play with it i want to see one hold the gun and, and make him stand up and pose and do Everything is out of the box. I do save the boxes, especially if it's resealable. Mm -hmm. Uh, Blister cards, eh, not so much, but you know, like resealable black series boxes, lightning collection, Power Rangers, things like that. Anything you could reseal. Mm -hmm. I'll take it out of the box and I have a whole closet in the house just overflowing with boxes. Overflowing. I have to find more room. Storage units. There we go. Fun
1: fact. uh, I went to high school with one of the guys who played. It was either the blue or the green Power Ranger
2: the blue one david yost it, it was i
1: don't it was you one of the more recent ones i don't know i just know i went to school with a power ranger
0: there you go that's, that's cool <laughs>
1: it's still impressive
0: i
2: i don't Can't tell you which of...
1: one couldn't tell you which actor i just know i did it i
2: don't have that kind of coolness I, I i did go to the same high school in new york as a very famous actor very famous actor unfortunately he's not uh, he's famous for not making the best movies mm. and he's come uh, uh you know publicly known as the Hedgehog, old Ron Jeremy. Oh. He went to Cardozo High School the same as I did. Became, <laughs> you know, he was a neighborhood kid. You know, So that's our claim to fame at Cardozo. Mm-hmm. Hey,
0: oh, hey, Ron Jeremy came from here. I went to <laughs> school with a comedian. Which comedian? Daniel Tosh. Oh,
1: oh, that's right. Oh. I forget you tell fucking me. You fucking I, I
2: imagine he would be. Yeah, is he that smarmy in real life? Because I oh, yeah. don't think I, that's I, an act. That's you know, how he is all the time. Yeah,
1: definitely got to be him.
2: Yeah. yeah, I think somebody one day listened to him and went, "We can do something with this." <laughs> you know, you have whatever it is. I, I just can't believe that show's still on the fucking air. I didn't know it was. I didn't know it was. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when I see things, I think it's in rerun. Uh, in the break room at work, one day somebody had the television on and Jerry Springer was on.
0: Yeah, Jerry Springer's still fucking We're going. Still I thought
2: this? it was a rerun from yeah. '97. Like seriously,
0: he was. Still doing this?
1: Well, they're still doing fucking Price is Right. Like, Drew uh, Carey's- Price
0: at, is Right is a classic, and I, you I don't know. think so. I know. I'm just
1: saying, like, I remember uh. when Drew Carey did Whose Line Is It Anyway, and he was real fat.
0: I I, 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 I miss Whose Line Is It Anyway. Uh, I remember Whose Line they, Is they It Anyway with Clyde it. Anderson.
1: They redid it, and this uh, Aisha Tyler. It's not the same. Oh, no. It's not the same. Like, is Aisha's it? fine, but, like, man- Drew, Drew Carey. is
0: perfect. Like, I missed the Drew Carey show. I did I like I looked show. for that on DVD. They haven't made a fucking box set for it yet. Uh,
2: I did have the first season. This is a store I missed was MovieStop. Mm-hmm. GameStop Company. I love Are you going in and get a DVD set? I bought the Drew Carey show first season. I think I paid four ninety
0: nine. Oh, I remember you know? back in Disney Springs before they had that bowling alley there. There mm-hmm. used to be like three story movie shop where the first floor was all CDs. Oh, and wasn't that?
2: Uh, I think that used to be the Virgin store when it first opened. Mm-hmm. It's like a corner kind of.
0: Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then the, the second and third floor were all movies. Yeah, and that was the only way I could get Godzilla movies when I was real young uh-huh. until Best Buy started stocking them after ninety eight. Yeah,
2: it's always been uh, one thing I love about nerd culture. And I'll go back to your very first episode. Uh, you know, I, I have listened. I don't know that. I I don't think I necessarily agree that nerd culture is. Dead per se, but I think it changed. Oh yeah. It evolved. It became chic. It, it it's, became chic. It's now cool
1: to be a nerd. Oh
2: my god. This is the kind of stuff you used to get your ass kicked mm-hmm. for.
1: don't know. look at fucking Henry Cavill.
2: Right, but if you were walking around the street in Queens at ten years old and you had a fucking three pack of G.I. Joes uh-huh. on your belt, there was a good chance you were gonna take some shit. Yeah. Good chance. Now people are like, oh what Joes do you have? Mm-hmm. Oh I had the uh, Oh, do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it's all very chic well, and very even cool. a
0: place like fucking Lowe's. Uh huh. Like sure. Half the fucking employees all playing magic, or they're all fucking yeah. talking about the next game that's coming out. Yeah. Are
2: oh, you gonna watch Obi Wan Kenobi? Did you see the book of Boba Fett? Did you get that magic deck? Did you mm-hmm. get that Pokemon card? Did you see this video? Of- yeah.
0: Like it's the only ones who aren't doing are the fucking old farts who are about to retire. Hey, okay, now I, I'm I'm forty nine years of age. I haven't stopped yet.
1: Guys, I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you. I was doing interviews and. I one of the questions I had asked in the interview was, what do you think your greatest strength was? And this motherfucker answered, charisma. And I was like, he plays Dungeons & Dragons. Plus five. We're going <laughs> to get along.
0: Yeah, you got a plus four to charisma, my guy, really? That's, that's, that's pretty funny. That's I, pretty funny. I hired him. Roll for
2: persuasion. <laughs> you know what? I think that's what got me hired in the position I'm going to be taking up. I
1: recently. 100% hired him.
2: As soon as I said, well, you know, he, he I, I have an interest in these things outside. And he was like, well, I have the Millennium Falcon full-size cockpit in my garage I'm in my house well, in Colorado. I, I use it as a movie room. I'm going.
1: I remember because I was in your interview when yeah. we were hired for MST. Yes. And I remember we talked about nurture for a while.
2: <laughs> I, I remember that interview very, very clearly because you and Nick looked right at me and went. Oh, he's going to get along just fine. (laughs) Just wait till he
0: meets Paul. He'll be great.
1: I'm like,
2: oh, okay. But still, it's, uh, you know.
0: I want to talk a little bit here about things that are in the nerd space that aren't necessarily collectible. Okay. But still carry a pretty hefty price tag. Uh, I'm I'm uh, going to go ahead and list an example here. So when you go to Megacon this or this next weekend. Mm -hmm. dice Dice sets. The,
1: oh my, yes. Like, you so, can buy
0: die sets for hundreds of dollars where they're yes. made out of they're fucking nice platinum dice. They're, dyes, they're yes. all like
1: hand painted, like, yeah. oh.
0: Or like, just all of the fucking art that, it, it's not even a known artist, but. That dude made a fucking map of like Hyrule out of a fucking cloth and sewn it together. Mm-hmm. It looks like an actual piece you would have held in history.
1: Well, no. I know like a Critical Role, for instance, like they have plenty of their own dice that they've made. Like one of the girls has bone dice. I'm pretty sure she made those. Like mm,
0: fucking
2: carved them out of a I, skull. I, yeah, I, yeah <laughs> really. You know, they they go they go on grave robbing. This will make a nice. <laughs> I, I remember the original, uh, my original TSR uh, Dungeons and Dragons set from 84, 85. The dice that came in it um, didn't have any numbers. It had a white crayon, and you had to push the wax into the numbers. <laughs> you had to rub, yeah, like the 20 side, the 6 side, like, you know, and you're sitting here like, what the fuck is the crayon for? And, like, and it tells you, <laughs> rub it into the numbers. You know, and you're like, oh, okay. And I'm wiping them down. I got these little red dice with the white numbers. I'm so slick, you know, oh, look at that. Oh, my God. But I, I think that, like dice, things like that. I I like to call those the strike while the irons hot side of our culture, our thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's always that unofficial stuff. There's always going to be the people that like the official. I want the D&D set. I want the official Star Wars. I want the official. But then there's so much room out there today for people to make metal dice, bone dice. Or...
0: Even things like proxy magic cards, you want that yes. black lotus? Fine. There's some fucker on Etsy who makes it. Pay I, the that. That's,
2: I think that that black lotus he was saying, uh, talking about it only had five hundred eleven thousand dollars. My son was telling me a guy, yeah, you can print one.
0: Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. going well, really. And then just, what's the point? I'll, I'll snip that fucker out.
2: Yeah, but what's the point? Like, if you could put that in your deck by sl- mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, but you can't use it.
0: I'm
2: like, well, okay, no, but I fucking can. I understand an, do do an official. T- I understand like an official <laughs> term- tournament. You probably don't <laughs> want to pull out a reprint. <laughs> or a self print of a Black Lotus, but if you're playing with your buddies, yeah, you know, yeah, and you're in their, their, kitchen yeah, you know, on their kitchen, all of a sudden,
0: my five hundred eleven thousand dollars. Yeah, you whammo, counter. deal with mm-hmm. it,
2: you know. But I think that you know, they, they, I just bought a lightsaber the other night from one of these companies.
0: Oh, and they're fucking worthless afterwards, but uh, they're fun as fuck. Yeah, they are. You know, like uh, see,
2: I took a look at, and I did my, I did some research, you know, and I found that the official stuff really wasn't up my alley. I bought the Luke Skywalker one from *Return of the Jedi*, and it has that narrow end to it. That, uh, the emitter, it, it look. I think it's an old gas stove piece, if I remember correctly, from the actual prop. And anytime you go out and buy one like the Star Wars Black Series or the the Disney Legacy ones, they can never do the blade mm-hmm. of the lightsaber without sacrificing the look. The the neck, the the emitter is always nice and wide because the the blade is big. Yeah, but otherwise to un-
0: it's gonna. Yeah,
2: you have to unscrew the one and put the one back on, put the other piece back on, then put the blade back in. I bought one that I felt was aesthetically pleasing to me. That doesn't do that. Like I don't have to unscrew it and put in a bigger piece, and the blade comes out. And mm-hmm. It's got a, it's got an SD card and USB charge. It's got 16 sound fonts. And My a dad's pixel got a, and-
1: a Darth Maul lightsaber. It lights up and it makes the sounds and everything. Yeah,
2: I got one of those. It's mm-hmm. uh, the Disney Legacy one. It's about eight feet long. Whenever I put the blades in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Visually and dynamic and so cool. Yeah, it's just, it's enjoyable. sitting
1: up above the, cool <laughs> the exact. living room.
2: Cool as that. Uh, yeah, but I bought that, I bought that from a third party. Mm-hmm. That's not an official thing. That's one of those groups out there that strikes while the iron's mm-hmm. hot, that has the, the know how. And I, I, do think to, 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 uh, borrow a phrase from a very popular YouTube channel I like called retro blasting. Uh, the fans are doing the best work mm-hmm. with whatever it is. They take that passion. They take that interest. They take the little minor details mm-hmm. and they really put it forth in their product. My, my son, my sons have bought dice that I, I'm like, you, you pay how much for dice? He's going only ninety bucks. They're gorgeous.
1: Yeah, like and they're I gorgeous. Know, it's art. So dice, for instance, like MegaCon will make a new dice every year, like a new mm-hmm. set of dice, and it will have the MegaCon die. Like that alone is a collectible because you sure. get one at every con. Like I know a lot of people who go and do that specifically.
0: Well, I tell you what. What's real weird is some of these uh, Comic Con exclusive items. Right, um, one of the top Lego sets. Right, was a thirty brick set, several thousand dollars. Right okay. for. <laughs> A piece of pizza from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a Lego piece.
1: That sounds cool, but not for that much money.
0: 2013 pizza? New York Comic Con exclusive.
2: I I, tell you, I found recently that some of the Lego sets I had when I was young, <laughs> a
1: long mm-hmm. time
2: ago, when Lego was not merchant, when Lego was not, um, what's the, what's the word? Um,
1: That's popular?
2: No, 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 um, merchandised, uh, um, Anyway, <laughs> 1999 is when that started with Lego with the Star Wars Episode One kits and the Star Wars kits licensed. There we
1: when go. When they started
2: making mm-hmm. licensed kits, excuse me. Before that, Lego was just a very reasonably inexpensive building tool. Mm-hmm. But I had these ones that were like Lego space. And it had to be 80, very early 80s, eighty one. I had a big plastic case, like a trunk that said Lego on it. And you could just randomly dump all your bricks in it and whatever. Mm-hmm. They were all the same anyway. But there was these pieces from Lego space that were like, they were bases. They were the platforms. And they had raised craters on them and then places to start building. And,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
2: and you could build a rocket. with the, you know, do all the. I found that those are worth like, whoa, they're worth a ton of money. Ton of money now. And it was just an inexpensive building tool. It was a thing like, you know, the Lego and the Erector set from Gabriel. The Gabriel toy company. They had the Erector set. Lego had that stuff. Building bricks, toys to just... Mm-hmm. Imagination. Yeah. Now it's like, here you go, you can build the Jedi Starfighter.
1: Yeah, my dad used to just go on eBay and get, like, random miscellaneous Lego pieces and go, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it worked. It does. I had a Harry Potter Lego set oh. for quite a while. That was, that was well, fun. I enjoyed the that.
0: The Hogwarts one was yeah. pretty expensive for a while, yeah.
2: I have both pieces of that. The original, the first Hogwarts cast. I think there's another version of it now, but back... Uh, a couple of years back, maybe 10, 12 years back, whatever it was at this point. And I, I admit I did it because, uh, you know, I was trying to one-up my ex-wife at the time when we were going through the thing and I'm like, here you go, kid. Well, you got to have the other one. You know, so they got the two parts of the big Hogwarts castle. We still have it in bags with the original instructions and I'm like, don't let these things go. The Night's Boss, Hagrid's Castle. We have a bunch of the um, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull kits. We have a bunch of the Lego City kits. We have a train that goes around and around. You know, we have Big uh, plastic containers out in the garage full of the Lego. Never mind the Star Wars kits that are on display. I mean, our house is just, it, it, it's never ending. It's a museum. It is. It really is. From the front door to the back door. I mean, the kitchen displays Transformers and Masters of the Universe. Mm-hmm. My office displays Legos and lightsabers and Star Wars stuff. There's Power Rangers and Gundam robots. Video game consoles i don't know you find a like star trek stuff i mean you can find it all role play
0: weapons i got klingon swords yeah, and my power is, staffs and,
1: i got chicken statues everywhere
0: <laughs> i yeah i noticed that <laughs> Chicken statues, Magic <laughs> the Gathering, and board games. It's, it's
2: you know, it's whatever tickles the fancy, mm-hmm. you know? There's a lot of crossover. Like, I look here at your Deadpool. I look there, you know, well, Wonder Woman is not bad there, you know? <laughs> no, that's not a bad <laughs> I, I like, like Wonder I, Woman. Pin you know, up
1: her. Wonder Woman and Catwoman and Supergirl. I, I
2: remember when the X-Men did a swimsuit issue in the 90s, you know, and Psylocke is coming out of the water with this tiny little, like, oh. mm. And I'm going, like, what does this have to do with superheroism? I do not even matter. No, I don't mean, even care, but this is so going on my wall. Like, you know. But boobies make money. Boobies it reaches yes, me. It reaches me at a level.
1: Sex sells.
2: It, it certainly does. It should not, but it does.
0: Well, I think on the note of sex, we're going to go ahead and end this one. <laughs> Probably wise. Uh, Jen, could you go ahead and do our plugs?
1: So, insert plug here. Uh, you can find both Zach and myself on Instagram, Spotify, Apple, Twitch, YouTube. Uh, i working on a website now, actually, and uh, we got a merch store as well, so check us out in all of those things.
0: Awesome. Um, Bill, you
2: want to go ahead and do yours? Well, thank you. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. I have an older name. It's uh, beltmark underscore Bill. Uh, you can find a lot of uh, my sci-fi collectibles, Star Wars things, Hasbro stuff, as well as a wealth of professional wrestling ephemera that i used to do and you can find that stuff on youtube as well if you go to youtube.com slash bill or just search me bill grits g-r-i-t-z and it's about 80 90 videos of that stuff there with some new content being created uh currently
0: oh fantastic yeah. well thanks for being on the show
2: thank you for having me i appreciate the time to, to have a conversation with
0: you all right well thank you very much for the listen guys um have a good time collecting just don't spend too much money or you'll go broke have a good one guys, Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. bye bye.